It's time for another episode of Legally Unfiltered. Legally Unfiltered is the show where attorneys Franz Borghardt and Richard Sprinkle, that's me, bring you stories in the news, stories that affect your life. And this week we've got a big one, folks. But before we get to that, we'd like to let you guys know we are available in podcast form on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, and on SoundCloud. And we're also available at Talk 107.3 Radio right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And we've got some interesting news, Franz. What's what's new with Legally so, Unfiltered? So here's the deal, guys. We started a promotion on social media um, in early August that basically, here's how it works. You like us on Twitter. You like us on Facebook. You share the coffee post that we just posted. And if you email us at legallyunfiltered at gmail.com, a topic, a legal question that forms the basis of our show, and our show is a podcast. Our show is 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 played on the radio. If you do that, we're going to give you a legally unfiltered coffee mug. That's right. A Filter the coffee. Big, black, tasty mug for your coffee. Filter the coffee, not the discussion. That's, That's right. right. That's right. And we're never we're never filtered. We're never filtered. We're legally unfiltered. And this week. We've got some stuff to talk about, folks. Um, if you've been under a rock, if you don't have a TV, if you don't have a radio, you probably aren't aware, but recently our country was rocked by three more mass shootings. Uh, first, there was the Garlic Festival in California. Secondly, there was, um, and honestly, I can't remember they happened so close together, which was first and which was second. There was a mass shooting in El Paso, Texas, and a mass shooting in Dayton, Ohio, seemingly within hours of one another um this is serious there's there's a there's a serious rise in in gun violence in the country and it's got people up in arms um literally uh, about what to do about it there's been a lot of talk about stricter gun laws there's been a lot of talk about red flag laws there's been a lot of talk about uh just scooping up all the guns and getting rid of them can we talk about red flag Laws this week. I would love to talk red flag laws this week. Because that has like a little bit of Minority Report in it, right? It does. Does everybody remember that movie Minority Report? Tom Cruise had his little band of of mental cops who would get a report from three people called the precogs uh, who could predict the future and tell if you were going to commit a murder. And they would come round you up for something you hadn't done yet. Sounds a little scary. So, so the whole premise was, is it morally, ethically, and philosophically correct to arrest somebody for something they hadn't done yet? Can you arrest somebody for something they're thinking about doing? Right. And so what red flag law is, right, is are we going to prohibit someone for purchasing a firearm for something they've done in their past because they may, quote, unquote, be a mass shooter they meet the statistic right right and that's just that's just wrong that's so, all sauteed in wrong so sauce. so look this is we're gun guys right we we've do episodes on firearms we liked this topic richard we liked this topic because it poses some serious constitutional questions definitely you know in one of the mass shootings the shooter had written a list it was, in fact, a rape list of people he wanted to rape. You're or, talking about Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah, or kill. Yeah. And so the question becomes, okay, he's never convicted of this crime. 
this this list. Right. He never perpetrates the crime on the list, so to speak. Right. The question becomes, should he be added to a list such that he is not able to buy a firearm? Is he create does his behavior does his behavior create a red flag? Hence the name red flag laws. You know, we use red flags in other areas of our lives. Um, anybody trying to get a loan, anybody trying to buy a car or a house is going to have red flags in their credit history. Um, well, not anybody, but they, they could potentially have red flags in their credit history that make things more difficult for them to do these things. This is difficult, though, when you're talking about clamping down on somebody's liberties because they may or may not have done something in the past that means they might have a tendency to do something in the future. So so where this is easy is in the in the through the optics of hindsight. For the shooter that we can microscopically look backwards. Oh yeah. and say, "Good god, this dude did X, Y, and Z. This is the prelude to a mass shooting." Okay? Which by the way, we don't always know the formula. No. For a mass shooter, no. for, for a psychopath, or for somebody that would just just be a domestic terrorist. Right. It's easy in hindsight, but what if you had a law-abiding citizen that just messed up such that the law wouldn't prohibit him from owning a firearm, right? And we've done episodes on who cannot own a firearm. Sure. Convicted felon. Right. Uh, convicted of certain domestic crimes. Right. There are people that cannot own a firearm, but that being said... Um, that being said, man, I, when we start prohibiting people that may never, may never even remotely come close to doing something as horrendous as what happened in El Paso or, or, or Ohio, man, where, where do we draw lines there? Where, what, what lines in the sand do we draw? Well, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there, are, there are obviously issues with certain folks who may have, mental deficiencies or incapacities that those folks may not be the best people to own a firearm. I mean, let's, let's be honest. There are other red flag situations where, and you might remember these fronts where people were being basically put on lists. If you went online and purchased uh, large amounts of ammunition, or if you bought six magazines for your new rifle, um, because, you know, there's a group of people that say nobody needs to have a thousand rounds of rifle ammunition stored in their closet. Nobody needs to have six magazines for a rifle. So there were groups of people advocating for people to be put on watch lists for simple things like that. When you start looking at, when you start looking at, uh, you know, someone's prior activity and saying, well, because you did X, I think you're going to do Y and Z. Well, I got problems well, with Well, we've talked about laws. We've had an episode where we talked about certain states where they preemptively seize firearms, right? Right, right. Now, you don't lose your you don't lose your right to possess, but no, they can seize they can seize the firearms. And I, I tell you, man, it, it it's always it's always you know, you, you have the people that want to offer thoughts and prayers. You have the people that come out of the woodwork and say that because of the mass shooting, we need to eliminate all the firearms that had ever existed throughout history. Some people say, you know, you can't blame mental health people, mental health issues, because it's it's a degradation and, and disrespectful to people with mental health. Right. 
people get very polarized during these shootings. They really and do. Use them they really do. And use them for, and, and dare I say it, use them as an opportunity to to perpetuate an agenda. Now, some sure. people really, some people really don't want these violent acts, and they they lobby for gun control based on these violent acts because it's the knee jerk response, and they really believe on it. But some people are just using it as opportunism. Of course. But I don't. I just don't care. I don't care for for setting up a predictability matrix that we cannot we cannot truly evaluate. No, and and we have seen this before. You've talked extensively about artificial intelligence being used in the courtroom. Right. What about the recidivism statistics? What about the AI being used to determine whether or not a given defendant is likely to wind up back in court. This is very similar to what we're talking about. We're talking about using predetermined statistics that are brought about from that, that arise data that arrives from other parts of the population to predict what citizen X is going to do. So, so the problem with AI always is that you're bound by the inherent bias of the creator of the AI. That's right. right. So so whatever the AI is assigned or programmed, whatever the software is supposed to do, you know, it's still bound with the inherent problems of its creator. Now, this is not we're not living in a winter soldier world where where Hydra has f- figured out an algorithm through virtual reality where they're going to be able to detect anybody that's that's adverse to Hydra and kill them out with big giant flying gunships. <laughs> what we're talking about is creating an arbitrary system to say these people can and these people can't possess and own firearms. Right. Can cannot procure them. Now now we already have that on some levels, right? If you have certain mental health issues or if mm-hmm. you've purchased a certain amount of firearms within a certain period of time, now with the firearms, it's a delay, right? If right. You, you can. They can't prohibit it. They can just say, "Hey, you've you've purchased a lot of firearms. You, you slow do, it down. Maybe a little don't bit. need to buy twenty handguns this yeah, month. Slow down a little bit. Slow Pana. down. Slow down. But but bigger picture though is what what would be the criteria? So you create a list of people you want to rape, but you never rape them. And by the way, raping people while a horrible and stupid and inexcusable crime is not the same thing as a mass shooting, right? Not at all. I mean, you can't, I, I just... Uh. And further, you you take the other incident, uh, let's take the El Paso and what looks to be the California incident as well, that are based on, uh, based on hate. Those aren't hate. You guys, you're not going to... There's people out there that are going to disagree with me. But hate is not a diagnosable mental health issue. Hate is just somebody who has... I, I hate in their their heart and mind. I, I, it's not something you can go around and diagnose as somebody having a problem. Well, you can't treat the, it. The political polarization is generally about how do we categorize this crime to fit into a square peg? Right. Is it white supremacy? Is it is it an immigration issue? Is it about assault rifles versus other kind of rifles? Is it about is it an indictment on firearms as a whole? Is it a is it, an, is it an indictment on, on those with mental health? Is it, is the, are the shooters only people with mental health? And by the way, the legal standard for mental health in the United States is what? They have to be unable to distinguish between right and wrong. Yeah. Now, do, domestic, you know, here's the problem. The problem is we need to wrap our brains around why these things are happening. That's because the big human thing. beings don't, 
human beings don't don't understand and cannot understand senseless violence. We need we need to have somebody to blame. We need we need to have somebody or group of people to point the finger and say it's your fault. Because otherwise, what we're left with is, and I say crazy, not in the hyper-technical mental health world, we have senseless violence for the sake of senseless violence. Exactly. I mean, what is the definition of domestic terrorism? I mean, is it not just an act of terrorism? Coming from within? Yeah, that is, I mean, now, some of these guys have manifestos on some of these websites. Yeah, I mean, it's scary stuff. Yeah, so I mean, you know. there are There are methods that... The agencies can use to watch these guys ahead of time. They know where they hang out. There's areas on the dark web that have basically been deemed boot camp for neo-Nazis that they can go to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, anywhere there's an internet connection and, and watch training videos and, and whatnot. It's, it's to me, very similar to the online training setup that uh, certain other terrorist groups uh, halfway around the world have um that's isis that i'm talking about and it's scary it's very very scary and i guess the question i've got and there's people that are going to disagree with me no matter what i say but i guess the question i've got is how much of our liberties as a society are we willing to give up because of the mass shootings well if you don't want guns Period. Then you, you're, you're willing, willing to give, give them up. That's give a up. small sacrifice, sure. right? Yeah, it's no sacrifice at all. Right now, those same people typically don't like it when you take away their speech. Oh, they take away really the guns, like but don't take away the speech. No, don't don't do that. So, so the answer to your question is is first of all, where are you coming from? Right. And 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 do you really care about that right? Because because at the end of the day, we're talking about prohibiting law-abiding citizens. We're not talking about the guy. We're not talking about the guy or the gal that's a convicted felon who's no. lost their rights, have, have chosen not to play by society's rules, have chosen to violate state or federal law such that uh, by state or federal law or state and federal law, they cannot possess firearms. We're talking about someone that just shows some signs, just shows some signs of behavior. Right. And, you know, is that behavior rise to some arbitrary line in the sand and then look, the other question is, is what you do as a 14-year-old, is that indicative? Of the rest of your yeah, life? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's impossible to predict if a teenager is going to do something as a early teenager and grow up to go into a church and shoot a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Or it's, live a perfectly normal life, go to college, get a job, have a family, have a dog, have some kids. It's impossible to predict that. It's completely impossible. And and I'm sorry, people that think they can predict that, that don't have multiple letters after their name that can quantify and evaluate people are deluding themselves. Mm-hmm. Those people who, who want to have these, let's just be candid. Can we can we have an unfiltered moment here? I'd love that. These people, these people that want these these red flag laws, they don't want guns, period. Exactly. And it's and it's gonna be a gradual erosion. It's going to start with, well, we don't want these kind of guns. And then it's going to become, we don't want these people having any kind of guns. And it's going to be easier once you start eroding. And look, you don't have an absolute right to have any kind of firearm you want, right? Absolutely not. What kind of laws are prohibited under our law? Well, for starters, fully automatic weapons are are prohibited. Rocket-propelled launching-type devices are prohibited. The average individual is not going to purchase a tank. 
or an artillery cannon. It's just not allowed. You can't buy your own A-10 Warthog fighter jet and load it up with uranium-depleted rounds and go around flying around blowing stuff up. We have laws in place already. Right. We have good, strong laws in place already. Um, Franz, you've bought weapons before. I've bought weapons before. Folks, my record is pretty clean. I've got a concealed carry permit. I've had background checks like you would not believe to get my bar license and to get that permit. And yet, when I go to a store, I get my background ran and I have to stand there and wait however long it takes to get the get the results back. Um And I'm one who's not opposed to that. Go ahead and run background checks. Please do, because I don't believe that everybody should have a weapon um, simply because there are people that have proven themselves to maybe not make the most responsible decisions. But I don't feel like you're going to be able to take everything away from everybody ever. I I haven't looked at the statistics, but I'm willing to bet money that the people who are willing to dot their I's, cross their T's, get their concealed carries, follow the law, those are the ones we don't really need to worry about, right? I would think not. More often than not. More often than not. Now, it is true that some of the shooters, some of the folks that have perpetrated mass shootings, bought their weapons legally. Right. It's That, that is true. Um, I will throw this out there, and somebody might disagree with me somewhere, but I would be willing to bet. Now, granted, these mass shootings are one person, sometimes two people, carrying out a big, big shooting with uh, with a lot of victims all at once. But I'd be willing to bet that on a given holiday weekend in certain major cities around the country, you'll see far more shootings in uh, in in those cities on uh, over a given weekend than you see in in these mass shootings. I mean, it just happens. Well, I mean, and you're talking about their people so, that didn't have. So I had guns. question marks about the garlic festival. That one blows me away. But it turns out that one's a hate-driven deal too. I just I Race. just saw a headline Race. right before we. I just saw a headline before we started doing this, and I didn't get a chance to fully read it. But it turns out the garlic festival may have been hate-driven as well. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, we don't have. We're down to about three and a half minutes, folks. So I don't have time to really get into it. But the FBI has opened a domestic terrorism investigation into the Gilroy Festival sh- uh, shooting. This is coming to us from WBUR News uh, just about an hour ago, and um, turns out the shooter had a list that may have in- indicated that he had potential targets of violence in mind when he went out and did the things he did. So unless was you can, that targeted targets to specific individuals in the crowd or races of individuals in the crowd or we just don't know. They they haven't settled on you know what ideology he actually had or who or what would benefit from what he was doing, but he may have been after particular religious institutions or. or honestly, I'm not sure. And, and again, with a minute and a half left, I don't have time to read an article to be accurate about it but now out of the three shootings we've had over the weekend it would appear that two are domestic violence and one was a guy who just had a list of people he wanted to hurt so what i want you out there to do as we're wrapping this up is send us your thoughts on red flag firearm laws did we get this one right did we get it wrong um what's your opinion um in addition to that 
In addition to that, if you got a time, you got some time, send us an email to legallyunfiltered at gmail.com with a question or a topic. If we talk about your question and topic on the show, you can get one of these luxurious black legally unfiltered mugs. Um, it's a great mug. It's free. It don't cost nothing. So I would encourage you guys to to, to do it. Yes. It, it. It really is the best swag from the finest podcast ever produced in my law office. Uh, yeah. Oh, goodness. So, yeah. Red flag laws, mass shootings. You know, we, we originally were not sure how we were going to talk about some of these mass shootings because, because you know, look, there's a delicate tightrope between being insensitive and also acknowledging that, that these, these crimes, these heinous crimes, are not always to be politicized and shouldn't be always politicized. But the red flag law brings up some good constitutional questions. So that's about it for this episode. This has been Attorney Franz Borkhardt. This is also Attorney Richard Sprinkle. Check us out on www.legallyunfiltered.com. You can also listen to us on the uh, Talk 107.3 app in Baton Rouge. And we're also on the radio on Saturday evenings. I think we're also going to be on Sundays as well. Or is it Sundays and now soon Saturdays? You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah. Red flags, man. I mean. Do you think that from your youth you would have done some things without going into specifics that might have led you not to be able to possess firearms today? I, I don't know if I did anything in my youth that would lead me to be good enough for the block. Good enough for the U.S. Marines. Good yeah. Good enough to own a firearm. Yeah. No kidding. And in fact, we take a lot of guys and gals into the military to make them better guys and gals, right? True. So that's it for this week. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. The views and opinions expressed in Legally Unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home.